0: Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you are an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic related products, services and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions.
1: James James, for six years I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good.
2: If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
3: During this crisis, over 37 million
4: people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America.
3: Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit
5: feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love.
6: This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together, this is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com.
4: Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. Autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to autismspeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information... ...on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure... ...for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who have been affected by autism throughout the years... ...and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio... Telling you that you can make a difference.
7: I gotta find you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the remedy I'm
0: searching out to find. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
3: Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskius. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing and active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskius is waiting for you. Call us today. 102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah.
2: Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could
8: and came to Seattle.
3: Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK.
0: If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreamin'. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, tie-dye dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start tie-dye dreamin' today.
5: Hi, this is John Tuerio. if you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend.
7: Up in the sky, look! It's a
5: bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Oh, now. It's crazy. So, fasten your seatbelts. Every week for a trip back into time, only on One Nostalgic
0: Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, on Action VR Network. Monday, happy
7: days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, ready to race to you. These days are on. These days are on. Share them with me. Goodbye, grey sky, and hope. There's nothing can hold me what I want.
5: You can't roll? be wrong, rockin' and, and rollin' all We're long. The replay, recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches,
1: the man keeps you posted. Oh. Oh. Whether you are rootin' for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, and clay, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. When it come to sports talk, this ain't no small talk This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core The best place for debate and point of view After further review, you know what to do Check, check, check this out
9: on party people, we in the building. That's the first review, 2.0, a.k.a. The Sound Loud Pass, Hump Day Edition. We are in the building. All right. Shout out to the ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. Action VR Bob in the building. One, two. Can you hear me? One, two. We good? All right. All right. All right. Listen, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Listen, we're in the building, man. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Did you miss me? Uh, I'm in the house, man, doing what I do, um, chopping it up, man. Um, I got Bob in the building with me, holding me down. A lot of stuff going on, man. Um, James Harden is now a member of the Brooklyn Mets. Uh, to that, I say, so what? I'm a Knicks fan. All right? Let's start there. All right? Francisco Lindor is now a member of the New York Mets that, I say, so what? I'm a Yankee fan. Okay? Let's get into that. Shout out to my hockey people, man. NHL dropped the puck tonight. The official position. The season is back underway. All right? You already know the deal. Okay? We're in the building. NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend. Super wild call weekend. We just, just passed by. Buccaneers won. All right? That's what's up. Okay? Um, we're going to definitely get into the four games that's going on this weekend. Talk about the, um, six games that happened this past weekend, get into that. Um, Bob James might, um, chime in to have some things to talk about as far as that's concerned. Uh, but yeah, man, we in the building doing what we do, man. Um, not going to get into what's going on in the world. If you're paying any attention, you already know what's going on. So we'll leave that at what it is. But um, we're here, live and direct, 954 is the mathematics, the Brooklyn Nets taking on the New York Knicks right now at Madison Square Garden. All right. um, Brooklyn made a deal today, uh, a couple of hours ago, as a matter of fact, trading um, for James Harden. They traded Karis LeVert, And um, I, you know, at first thought I was like, okay, now, you know, um, Harden, Durant and Westbrook have been, you know, with and without each other for the longest time now. You know, I'm 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 gonna get into my thing tonight. y'all gonna have to excuse me. I'm gonna say probably say something five people don't like, but that's how I give it up. Um these dudes, man, um Kevin, you know, Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook have They've been trying to, you know, pass the MVP award around amongst themselves the past six to seven, eight years. Um, trying to pass the NBA title around amongst themselves the past six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, they've been, you know, around the league. They've been playing with each other. They've been playing against each other. Uh, they started out together hard at Durant and Westbrook with Oklahoma City. Harden left, right. Durant and Westbrook were chasing MVPs. Durant got his, right. Durant left. Russ finally, you know, Russ did his thing. Russ got his. He left. Um, I think that, you know, when you talk about a guy like James Harden, you talk about a dude who's material. What I mean by that, he's a guard who, you know, knows he's gonna light it up, knows he's nice, knows he's good. And the way he um you know out of Houston to me wasn't the best way to go about it, but he did what he had to do. I, I get everything that he's talking about in regards to the ownership and you know, their thoughts and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you when you talk about James Harden, you're talking about a guy who really doesn't need, need that much motivation. He just wants to win, you know? Um, and now we're going to see, you know, um, what happens when you acquiesce to a guy who is going to get you to that playoff situation, but then he's going to get you over the hump. Now in this deal, um, the Brooklyn Nets get James Harden. It was a 14 deal, all right? Um, the Houston Rockets they get Victor Oladipo from the Indiana Pacers, Rodions Corrupts, Dante Exum, four unprotected first round picks. Now, for people to say that Houston, you know, didn't get nothing out of this pick, yes, they did. They got Victor Oladipo, and they got Brooklyn's pick next year in two, tw- in, in twenty four and twenty six. They got Milwaukee's next year. They got four unprotected first round pick swaps this year, twenty three, twenty five, and twenty seven. All right, the Pacers got Karis LeVert. Now that was one guy who kind of got caught up in the middle of this. All right, um, Karis LeVert, you know he, he's a very good basketball player. Was doing his numbers with the Brooklyn Nets, but I didn't think, I thought you know he was going to be the odd man out, whatever they did, whatever the Brooklyn Nets did. Uh, Karis LeVert was going to be that trade piece that was going to get them whatever they needed. So Indiana did get Karis LeVert, which, you know, I think he's going to go to Indiana and he's going to shine. Um, and they got a, a, a 2023 20, second-round pick from Houston. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they got Jared Allen and Torian Prince from Brooklyn. Jared Allen, 22 years old, emerging star. That's the kid with the big apple. Um, and uh, I think now, you know, Cavaliers are going to really, you know, just be a team that's going to be trying to find themselves with a bunch of youngsters. Um, you know, we know James Harden played with Kevin Durant in the first few years of his career. Um, and as far as, you know, Brooklyn, you know, having the best offense by far that, you know, remains to be seen. Um, I think that, you know, what they have with, you know, Durant and Kyrie Irving and you know, Kyrie's situation is, is, is up in the air right now. Um, you know, considering what Brooklyn gave up, they still have a lot of work to do if they plan to build, you know, a team that's going to be an all-around contender. Um, they started off hot defensively this season. Um, you know, they, they're now 25th in the league. And, and, and as far as, you know, defense, Maybe um, got a guy in James Harden who's not really known for his defense. And neither are, you know, a lot of the guys that are still that, you know, that remain in Brooklyn. So, again, with all that offense that you're going to have with Harden and Durant, um, you know, I think, you know, as far as having the best offense is cool. But, you know, that's, is, is that going to you know, be a, a trade-off with having a defense that's going to be 25th in the league? You know, and when Kyrie Irving comes back, um, I think that, you know, the offensive lead will be that much stronger. But um, I think that, um, you know, Harden does, you know, um, appear to me at least that this deal was just an insurance policy against something, you know, happening with Kyrie, whether he doesn't come back or, you know, they try to flip him or something like that. So, again, you know, Brooklyn now, you know, has still two offensive superstars regardless of what happens with Kyrie. And, um you know, and 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 again, if if Brooklyn's going to do anything now, is the time to show and prove that they're going to be the top team in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Houston Rockets, you know, you know, look like they're going straight, you know, rebuild strategy. All right, um, I think that considering what they lost, I think that they, you know, already you know needed to work towards that end. They owe first round picks to Oklahoma City in 2024 and 2026 as well as swap rights in 2021 and 2025. Um, I think that what they needed to do was, you know, get as much as they could for James Harden, you know. Um, and I think Houston does did that. They earned, you know, they have full control now over, you know, Brooklyn's draft through 2027. You know, um, the Nets are going to do what they do right now, and they got to get a championship out this deal, because if they don't, it'll be off or not. Um, again, uh, you know, once, you know, Durant, he's going to be 32 when his contract is up. And then, you know, once, you know, a couple of those guys get a little older, um, you know, those picks that they're getting are going to be valuable as far as the Rockets are concerned. Meanwhile, you know, while Houston, they also got Victor Oladipo. So again, you know, with Oladipo now and John Wall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, They are both all-star caliber players. Now you got, you know, Victor Oladipo and John Wall down there in Houston. You swap them out for Harden and Westbrook. Okay, I'm not mad at that. You know, um, they don't, you know, in Houston, they don't really have that franchise guy that they might have been looking for. But I think it gives them a little bit more uh, flexibility to do what they want to do with their own, you know, uh, uh, time, you know, without necessarily, you know, going down the toilet. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, you know, dry, you know, few years for Houston, but I think that, um you know, once this deal is done now and so now they can just, you know, move on and try to, you know, get themselves back into a situation where they can be at least, you know, healthy, you know, what I mean by healthy, I mean by, you know, being a winning organization because, you know, now they got rid of, you know, they got hardened out the picture. They, you know, got Russell Whispers out the picture they got you know some guys you know in in, in Wall and and Over Depot now that you know could be compatible you know those guys aren't scrubs, so it's not like that you know Houston is dry. They're just gonna you know start off you know they're gonna probably start from the bottom again, do what they got to do, but I mean at least at least with Oladipo and 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 um and John Wall they'll be ahead of the curve a little bit. All right? as far as um the Indiana Indiana Pacers are concerned. Um, you know, they, they, you know, did what they had to do with Victor Oladipo because, you know, he is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Okay. They, and they, and they, um, flipped him into Callis LeVert, who's through um, contract through 2023. So I think now, you know, the Pacers, you know, figured that they would give LeVert, uh, you know, less money over the next three years when they might have had to, you know, give Oladipo the max just to get him to stay you know, so I think the, the Cavaliers that, you know, who are in a, a, a similar position, I think, with uh, um, Andre Drummond, okay, because his, his contract is, is, is up after the season as well, all right, um, they, and they replaced him basically with Jared Allen, okay, um, and, you know, his contract expires as well this offseason, but he's going to be restricted, so Cleveland can match any offer sheet made to him, and like I said earlier, he's only 22 years old, so, again, you know, the Cavaliers have a team now. You look at Colin Sexton, you look at Darius Garland, you look at the kid um, And then, man, I think, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big trade. But at the end of the day, we're going to see how it pans out. If, if this turns into, um, you know, Brooklyn, you know, getting to the NBA finals, it's going to have to. It's going to have to now. Does this make Brooklyn, you know, the big dog in the East over Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Toronto and those teams like that, I don't I'm not sure. I, you know, and if you can't call right now, you know, right now as we stand right now, um, what are we really what are we really talking about? Because all we hear is that, you know, Harden and Durant and these guys are great and they're gonna win championships and now they're all together. All right, but now you still have I and the Kumpo out there in Milwaukee. You got Embiid and Ben Simmons at Philly. All right. And and don't forget about Boston. You know? So again, man, I think that, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, they, they do have more talent than any team in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Um, I think that what you what you subscribe to, um, in talent, I think that it has to work on the basketball court together. Um, when you say that the Brooklyn Nets are the Eastern Conference favorites, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet the house on it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because again, um, there is a lot of work to be done, and they have those guys. You know, the Kyrie factor notwithstanding, right now because we don't know, you know, what his situation is. You know, and I'm not mad at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is going to do what Kyrie Irving wants to do, and if people don't get it, then that's just that's on them. They don't have to worry about it. You know, Um, I think that if Brooklyn goes into this, you know, the postseason, the playoffs with. This roster that they have right now, they're not going to win at all. They might not get out of the second round, okay? They're too thin and they're too weak on the defensive side. Um, but, again, they're, they're going to, you know, make some moves and tweak the roster. And I think that, um, again, they can make some moves to, get the, the, to even become more formidable as we get closer to the, um, the playoff season. You know what I mean? So, again, uh, you look at what the Brooklyn Nets have offensively And you know they then they have to do a lot to fix that roster up, okay? You know um, this team is not equipped to you know play against you know guys like Joel and Bean or or Anthony Davis in the playoffs, you know. So again, I think that what the the Brooklyn Nets did was very very good on on a on a you know cosmetic level. But once you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, and they get down and, and, and play the basketball, then we'll you know we'll really see how is you know uh, James Harden gonna you know uh, coexist with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You know, there's only so much ink on the back page of New York City. You know what I mean for the uh, the newspaper, okay? And um, me being a Knicks fan, I I, I just think that um, you know Brooklyn, what they're doing, there's a lot of you know a lot of, you know, grandstanding being grandiose, that's okay. That's all right. You know, you can be as grandiose as you want. But, I mean, it has to add up to wins. And right now when I'm looking at, you know, the Brooklyn Nets in the standings, and I'm looking at my New York Knicks in the standings, I mean, um, I really don't see that much of a difference. Brooklyn is 6-6, six and six, and the Knicks are 5-6. and six. So for all of that, Talk about you know what happened you know um, in the offseason and what was going to happen with Kevin Durant coming back and right now right now Kevin Durant is playing on a 500 basketball team. All right. So again, at the end of the day, are they a, here? Here's a good
8: question: Are they a 500 uh-huh. basketball Are they a 500 basketball team because Kevin Durant's back is now back and he is officially playing with them? And would they be a 500 team? Without Kevin Durant,
9: um, I think that yeah, they're five of the team because you know Durant, you know, has played in those games that they've lost. They've lost a couple of games that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, a couple of defensive lapses. Um, but without Kevin Durant, I don't think that they'd be six and six. I think they'd probably be at this point probably be uh, four and eight at this point. You know, but again, they're only six and six with Kevin Durant. I helped you, Kevin Durant. So again, um, it's early in the season. I get it. You know, only playing 72 games. I get it. Um, you know, Brooklyn right now, I think, are they the top, are they the top team in the Eastern Conference? No way. And the record will tell you that. But let somebody else tell you, you know, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the best team in the East. Why? Because they got Kevin Durant. And and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. What what did Kevin Durant and James Harden do the last time they played together? What did they do? Ever they to the finals, right? Was Harden was on that team when they went to the finals when they played when they played against LeBron and you know, Oklahoma City. They were. Was Harden Harden and Durant and Westbrook right? So uh, uh, again. I I mean, you know, those guys are used to to having success together. But I think that, you know, right now when you have, you know, a team in Milwaukee, a team in Toronto, a team in uh, uh, Philadelphia, okay, a team in Boston. You know, we haven't even really talked about the Boston Celtics, okay. You're going to, you know, it's it's going to be battles. It's going to be battles when you play those guys. And and you're going to have to see them in, in, in the playoffs, and, again, the teams that, you know, are, are on the second half of that, you know, your Indiana Pacers, your Orlandos, Charlotte looks nice. I like I like what the kid Ball is doing. You know what I mean? Atlanta, I, I, they still have to find their way. You know? Um, Miami's got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think that, um, you know, it's going to be crowded in that Eastern Conference. It's going to be very, very crowded for the Brooklyn Nets. And it's going to get hectic for them. And, and Steve Nash can, can can get these guys to play uh, at a level where, you know, they're going to, you know, think that, you know, they can already have the championship. and They're going to be in for a rude awakening. But if he can get them to, to play basketball and play the basketball that they know they can play with or without Kyrie Irving, then I think that, um, you know, Brooklyn's got some things to do, but they still have to improve their roster. They definitely have to improve the roster. They cannot, cannot, cannot go into uh, a postseason with the roster that they have right now. Incredibly thin, um, but they're going to boost it up. They're going to going to get something to work on right now. Uh, watching the Brooklyn Nets against my New York Knicks, uh, Brooklyn's ahead 57-45 with about a minute left in the first half. Um, as far as the New York Knicks are concerned, man, I, I really wasn't going to have a comment on anything basketball-wise um, until the second half of the season. Um, because I felt like, you know, just coming back from, you know, what I was doing with the pandemic and the bubble and all that, and I thought that, you know, these guys needed some time to kind of, like, get it together. Um, and I really wasn't going to talk about any predictions and stuff like that, and I'm still not. As you notice, I didn't do any predictions as far as the NBA is concerned. I mean, because I didn't think that, you know, I, I'm going to to the second half and uh, say what I got to say. But, um... I think right now, you know, everybody's still kind of like in it's in, in new. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to see how these guys are going to, you know, work out together and, and how everybody's going to play and react to just, you know, coming back from, you know, a short layoff. But you did have four months off prior, so again, everybody should be at a hundred and ten percent optimal level. When um, when you talk about the the, the, the NBA, man, I got I got to. Give some love to the Western Conference, man. The Lakers, LeBron and them doing their numbers. Um, I'm surprised LeBron and them 6-0 on the road. You know, that's a surprising number for me. You know, I think that um, when you talk about um, the Los Angeles Lakers, you you know, you want to talk about a team that has two of the top five players in the league, I guess. You know, if you want to count LeBron as one of the top five players in the league. Um, And the West is, is, is a monster in its own right. You know, the usual suspects' names are not up there. You know, your your, uh, San Antonio's, your Golden State's, you know what I mean? Um, I think the Clippers, you know, they still have, you know, they got to figure some things out. Um, Phoenix is trying to figure, they're not in the bubble anymore. Remember, they was undefeated in the bubble. Um, The Portland Trailblazers, what happened to the Portland Trailblazers? You know, um, even with that, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, we know what's going on with Golden State and, You know, and and the Spurs are hanging around Oklahoma City trying to, you know, figure it out. Um, Again, you know, the Denver Nuggets, what's wrong with them? They was in the Western Conference Finals last year. What happened to them? You know, and then you got the youngsters, you know, young teams that, you know, holding up the, you know, in the basement, you know, New Orleans and Memphis and, you know, Minnesota and and Houston Rockets and stuff like that. But when you talk about the Western Conference, man, it's all about the Lakers. Who who's the, you know, who are the Lakers gonna play in the Western Conference Finals? That's the question. You know, who, who's gonna be it's gonna be Lakers and who? Fill in the blank. You know? Um, any, any any of these teams, you know, could be could come out of the, the West and, and play the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, you know, the Clippers, they you know, we're waiting for that for that Western Conference final. Could we get it this year? Who knows? You know? Um I think when, you know, uh Chris Asforzingus comes back for Dallas, he's gonna make a difference with them. Uh, you know, Golden State still, you know, they are six and five. People expected them to be, you know, out of the building already. You know what I mean? They got the young kid wiseman and, and, and Steph is leading the way and, and doing what he has to do with that young team down there, you know, out there in uh in, in in at Golden State. So man, when you look at the uh you know, the NBA right now, man, I don't really, you know, see a lot to just, you know, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. I just let things, you know, um, you know, play themselves out, man, and, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, really, don't have any comment on, you know, DeMarcus Cousins. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's going to say what he has to say, and at least DeMarcus Cousins is up front with it. You know, he's not that anonymous source or unnamed player or none of that nonsense. Like, yeah, man, I said it, and what? You know, so I I'm not mad at Demarcus Cousins for that. He's like, yo, I, I came here to play with John Wall anyway. Yeah. So it's not really no puzzle to him as far as, you know, what James Harden um, you know, leaving the Used to Rockets. Um, but I think that, you know, when you talk about James Harden, man, you have to talk about um, you know, what happened as far as his situation with the Houston Rockets. Okay. Um you know, you talk about playoff failure after playoff failure after playoff failure after playoff failure. I mean, you know, he's had his moments, but at the end of the day, you know, he didn't he hasn't really, you know, do he didn't really do what, you know, um, you thought he would do or what he said he would do. I mean he scores a lot, he knows how to, you know, draw fouls and, and do all of that. You know, and and and, and his name is, is now, you know, up there with the best in the league. But in the playoffs, nah, you know you know, in the playoffs these 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 dudes kinda disappear. You know, and I think that um you know what you're gonna get in James Harden, you know, is guy that's gonna get you there, but is he gonna get is he gonna get you to the finish line? Okay. And now he's back in a similar situation that he had when he was in Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant before when it was, you know, was, uh, Harden, Durant, and Westbrook. Now it's Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving. So, you know, on paper, in theory, the Brooklyn Nets have a team that could that could tear things up. But we all know how that works. It doesn't. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens as far as that's concerned with um, James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, okay. This so is after her, the review, man. Two point aka the sideline pass. We are in the building. It's Wednesday night, locking out. Um, we're gonna take a pause to the cars, man. When we come back, we're gonna get into the NFL, man, and um, some hockey stuff too, man. They dropped the puck tonight. It's opening night. This so after the review, two point aka the sideline pass. Let's get it.
0: Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.AquariumAuctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.Facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions.
1: My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good.
2: If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
3: During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's
4: one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America.
3: Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you
5: can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love.
6: This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped every relationship we've cultivated (laughs) belongs to us we demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves and when something challenges that we change it together this is our time Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at
4: MeWe.com. Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to autismspeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. Autism AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in the world of Internet Radio, Showing you that you can make a difference.
7: I gotta find you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the remedy I'm searching out to
0: Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
3: Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskius. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskius is waiting for you. Call us today. 102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah.
2: Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle.
3: Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK.
0: If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic the best tie-dye work at affordable prices you can order your favorite items online at our facebook page at facebook.com tie-dye dreamin or you can call abigail summers and susanna caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the united states born in the pacific northwest tie-dye dreamin is the place for you give us a call and start tie-dye dreamin today
5: Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! It's crazy. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. See, lately I've been seeing others judge others based on their appearance
1: and how they dress, saying right. you gotta look a certain way to go to Christ. To go to Christ. See, I think different. Check, check my swag, check I'm filled with the spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm tatted, I'm wearing rings and I'm fitted, delicate to judge me, and they, they and don't even and know it. But if they take a second, see, I'm filled with His glory. Check my swag, I'm filled with the spirit. Yeah, yeah, I'm tatted, I'm wearing rings and I'm it. I sold my soul to God, confessed my sins, and then it clears me. Keep on steady judging yet yeah, them and earrings, me. I could change your perception if you take the time and listen. He gave me a second chance and he put me on a mission. I ain't never killed nobody, had no wars so and went to prison. I sold and did drugs, I'm ashamed, I must admit it. they him I never got addicted. Mad off been committed, most of it was peer pressure, just to fit in a recognition. But now it's all different, he's the reason my better living. The reason that I've written every verse, you hear me spitting Back then I might have lost faith and forgot about religion. Come to think about it, I was faking and pretending I don't need no herb, cause with Christ I'm always lifted. So if my parents is my only bad habit, I guess I'm doing my swag, I'm filled with His spirit And uh, hey, yeah, I'm tatted, I with your rings yeah. and I'm feeling yeah. a feeling And they to judge me, right. and they don't even know me But come. if they take a second, see I'm filled with his glory yeah. I'm not who I used to be So my life and rearrange it In return I spread his word to make them understand it No matter what they feel, it's never too late to start changing And the end is coming soon, read it up in Revelations My goal to show you it's real, no matter what you gotta face it It ain't no way around it, so stop the pump faking Realize you need Christ, and without me you won't make it And you know I speak that real talk in every conversation the shame and I tell it to the public. The truth might scare a few, but I promise it's gonna touch it. Make a difference from a distance and I caught it getting buckets. And I raise a whip, both hands, I surrender like I busted. They looking at me like I would, I shout out that I love them. I overcome anything, I ain't scared of nothing. Any weapons thrown at me, shall prosper but that's why I trust For
7: my swag
1: You. Just cause a person's dressed a certain way or look a certain way, doesn't mean he doesn't have Christ in him. You don't gotta look a certain way to go to Christ. You can be at your lowest, you can still go to him. Luke 6 37 Judge not and you will not be judged. them not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And that's just what I
5: done. Check my sway.
9: Listen, we're back in the building, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. You already know what it is, so I'll be what I do. All right. Get up with me, man. I'm on Twitter at desk live and direct, man. Um, Captain Clapback is in the building. I respond to all tweets. So get at me. I'm on Twitter. The crew is on Facebook, man. Um, after Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass is the name of the group on Facebook. Get at us. I am the champion for the 2020 NFL regular season uh, game picks. I um, I've won the title. I regained my championship, man. Um, I beat Slate by two games, man. It was tight. It was tied going into week 17, and um, I knew he was going to take the Steelers, and I took the Cleveland Browns. So that was one game I won. I forgot the other one that I had. So I'm a, I am the champion. So um, you know, salute me. You know what I mean? But um we in the building man live and direct, man. You know what we you know what it is. We know what we do actually our network is in the building after further review two point oh aka the sideline pass is the name of the show and how we give it up on Wednesday nights from eight to ten PM. Nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math, man. We made the move from Tuesdays, man. Um dig it out, man. Give us a you know extra day to stretch it out. Get you with that good sports talk, you know what I mean? With that vibe popping off and all that. So that's why we here on Wednesday nights now. Um and we're doing it making it do what it do. Um the puck dropped tonight. I got my hockey people covered. You already know what it is. You already know the business. I got y'all covered already. Um NHL season started tonight, man. Um some games, some scores. Flyers beat the penguins six to three. All right, first period in Tampa, the Lightning lead the Blackhawks, one nothing. End of the second period in Toronto, the Leafs and the Canadiens tied at 3. Vancouver and Edmonton, they drop the puck tonight at 10 o'clock. And the St. Louis Blues, they visit the Colorado Avalanche, and they drop the puck tonight at 10.30. Um, The NHL is going to look a little different this season. Um, you know, due to um, the COVID-19 and the pandemic and all that, the season is going to be condensed. You already know. Um, there was realignment in the NHL this season. All right. There's going to be an all-Canadian division. Of course, that's the North division um, to reduce the travel, you know, on, on – on the teams and the players and things of that nature. So we're trying to keep it as close to the best as possible, all right? So we're going to run through the divisions, man, all right? Because, you know, again, I I like to take care of my hockey people. I respect y'all and what y'all do, man, and I'm definitely a fan of hockey. So let's get into it, man. So we're going to start with the Central Division, all right? Um, The Dallas Stars, man. Um, They were in the Stanley Cup Final last year, all right? Um, again, they're going to be making, you know, trying to make another strong run this season. Um, they have excellent defense, excellent goaltending. Um, they re signed Anton Coop um, but they still have question marks up front. All uh, right. They finished 26 and scoring last year. Uh, Tyler, again is going to be out until April because he's injured. So uh, we'll see what the Dallas Stars can cook up for this season. Nashville. Last um, year was crazy for them. But they did finish the regular season strong. Um, they got, you know, beat by uh, Arizona in the uh, postseason play-in round. They're going to need to find some more stability, especially in goaltending. Um, again, I think that John Hines is going to be his first full year behind the bench in Nashville. And we'll see what he can come up with as far as getting the uh, Predators to, um, you know, go a little deeper into the playoffs. Detroit Red Wings. Um you know, this used to be the squad. So now they, you know, they, they're dealing with reality now. Um, you know, Detroit's going to be pushing forward with their rebuild. They're still, you know, a, a few years away from being relevant. But, um, again, what they need to, the, to hope is that the younger pieces that they have will continue to develop and Steve Osiman can continue to, um, you know, uh, formulate this roster, man, with his vision on the long term. Um, so, again, I think that um, with Detroit is going to do, man, they, 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 they scooped up Bobby Ryan, so hopefully he can, you know, get his career back on track in Detroit. All right, Tampa Bay. Um, we know about Tampa Bay. Shout-out to Ms. Cat. Um, Stanley Cup champions, you know, returning most of their roster. All right, um, they signed uh, Mikhail Sergeyev and Anthony Cirella. Even though um, they'll be without, you know, Nikita Kusharev because he um, did a little hit surgery. Um, You know, Tampa still has one of the deepest teams in the league and uh, probably be the favorite to win the Stanley Cup again this year. Um, Florida Panthers, uh, you know, finished sixth in the league in offense last year. You know, they added some pieces, Patrick Hornquist, uh, Alexander Winberg, okay. Um, They need to get better in their own end, and they need to get better goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky. Not like Sergey Bobrovsky, all right? But he's got to step his game up and be a little bit better. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, they always play hard. They got a nice jersey. I like their jersey. They added Max Domi. Um, again, you know, they they have to figure out what they need to do to keep people in Columbus because nobody seems to want to stay there. So they got to step their game up. Carolina Hurricanes, um, they were bouncing the first round in the playoffs last year. Um, Still a fun uh, fun team with a lot of exciting players. Um, Their defense is deep, but their goaltending is still a question mark. They got to figure it out what's going on uh, between the pipes. Chicago Blackhawks, they um, snuck into the playoffs last year, um, and they actually won a series against Edmonton. But, um, again, you know, this team has talent, but the roster doesn't really make any noise. Um, You know, Jonathan Taze is out. Um, The defense is pretty bad. Um, Corey Crawford just retired. Shout out to Corey Crawford. Um, and yeah, man, so, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks, it's gonna be a while before they, um, you know, see any, um, victory parades in the park again, like they used to see on the regular. You know what I mean? Um, the East Division. All right? we got the Philadelphia Flyers. All right? Um, you know, the Flyers are one of those surprising teams, man, that, um, you know, always right there, you know, and again, they bring it back, you know, pretty much the same group from what they had last year. Um, they'll have Oscar Lindvon back from his, you know, um, his situation and Nolan Patrick will be back. So this team is only going to get stronger. And I like Carter Hart. Carter Hart, I think, is one of the best young um, net minders in the league. Penguins. You know, they had a pretty good year. I mean, even know they dealt with a lot of, you know, nonsense. They still have Sidney Crosby. They still have Zerani Malkin, okay? Um, they really don't have that much depth now. Um, but I think that with the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, our reputation alone, they're still going to be up there, a respectable team. And as far as handling their business, they need to, you know, do what they have to do, man, to, to, to maintain. Um, the Washington Capitals. Caps lost in the first round to the Islanders last year all right? Washington is, you know, returning most of his roster. They did add Justin Schultz and they added Zeno Sharma. All right, um, and I think that they're going to be better on the on the defensive end this year. But I think um, what's going to happen with uh, Washington, this story is going to be in goal. Uh, Ilya Samsonov, his first season, uh, you know, playing full time, is going to be a big storyline uh, as, as well as. You know, um, Dan Oshara in Boston and Alexander Ovechkin trying to get back to the Stanley Cup. All right? Boston Bruins. Speaking of the Boston Bruins, they won the President's Trophy last year. But did they get them a Stanley Cup? No, sir, Bob. All right? They didn't really do a whole lot to get better this season. Um, they signed Craig Smith. They lost Tory Krug. They lost Dan Oshara. Um, again, you know, David Pastrnak is going to be out for a month because he's dealing with hip surgery. So I think, you know, for them to take a step backwards this year, I mean, it wouldn't be too far fetched for Boston Bruins to take a step back. Um, Buffalo Sabres, um, a team that everybody's still waiting to, you know, for something to happen with them. You know, they got one of the best players in the league. Um, they still made a big splash by signing Taylor Hall. And they did bring in Eric Stahl and Cody Eakin. Um, you know their, their goaltender is a little bit, you know, uh, suspect. But um, Buffalo, you know, uh, you know Jack Eichel, man, he's got, you know, he he he, he just can't do it by himself. And hopefully they can, you know, do some things, man. To him him and Taylor Hall can, you know, make some noise this season. Um, the New Jersey Devils. Ah, boy, the Devils. Wow. Um... Another another situation with a, you know where they have a star um, who you know is going to get better, but he had some learning you know he had he had some learning to do last year. That's Jack Hughes with the New Jersey Devils. Um, again, you know uh, Corey Crawford uh, retired. and They were going to get him to try to you know do some things in, in, in New Jersey, but he retired. So uh, again, it, it, it's getting a little uh, it's getting a little serious there for the New Jersey Devils. On um, the New York Islanders, Cinderella story. All right. um, again, Barry Trotz working his magic again, doing his numbers. Um, they'll be bringing back most of their lineup um, without Devin Tays. But um, you can't write them off, man, even though they're in this tough division. But you can't you know, write the Islanders off. I think they're going to be one of the favorites to make some noise as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned. Um, the New York Rangers. Now we get to see what's the deal with Alex Alexis Laferne. Now I mean? We get to see what's up with him. You know, um, I don't want to get ahead of the game. Um, the Rangers are still young. He you still have some, you know, um, unproven players that um, are going to, you know, start from the beginning, you know. But um, I think the Rangers are going to be okay, man. I, and, and Alexis Frenier, he's going to show up, and hopefully we'll be all right. Um, the West Division. The Golden Knights. You know, that's my favorite team in the West. Vegas and Golden Knights. Um, they they were really, really much better in the second half than last year than they were in the first. They entered the playoffs as a Stanley Cup favorite. They got beaten by Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. But I think that, you know, um Vegas is one of those teams that realizes you know where they need to get better at. And they did that. They signed Alex Picangelo from St. Louis to a big free agency deal and they re signed Robin Leonard in the goal. So I think that, you know, Vegas carries one of the league's most complete rosters, Um, and they're always a serious contender. Even though they've been in the league about four years, they've always been a serious contender, man. All right? Um, St. Louis Blues.
5: Um,
9: The Blues did well last year, even though they did not have uh, Vladimir Tarasenko for, you know, the majority of the season. They'll be without him again to start this year. But they added, you know, Torrey Krug. They added Mike Hoffman. Um, You know, even though they lost, you know, Alex Pichangelo with free agency, they still have a solid roster, and they're almost guaranteed a spot. A lot of things have to go wrong in St. Louis for them not to make the playoffs, all right? Colorado, Um, the Avalanche have been, you know, on the upward swing, you know, for a couple of years now, Um, and you have to be, you know, um, paying attention to see what they got going on. They have a lot of talent and a lot of, you know, young stars. Um, They have out there in the group of forwards, um, the kid Nathan McKinnon. Um, They got a very strong defensive group led by uh, Kale McCarr. Uh, You know, they added Devin Tays. So, again, I think this is one of the best teams in the the National Hockey League, you know, from um, top to bottom. Um, Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are rebuilding. They're transitioning. Um, I think that, you know, what they're doing, you know, is is trying to, you know, look towards the future and try to get better. Um, You know, the kid, uh, what's his name, Zagrass, Trevor Zagrass, you know, is doing his thing as far as, you know, trying to, you know, um, make the opening night roster, there's no guarantee, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, The Coyotes, man, I think that, you know, they're another team that's young and have to figure it out, and it's going to be a transition season for them. Um, but because their roster doesn't really, you know, jump out, you know, jump out to you and say, well, this is a team that's going to make some noise. And that's all I can really say about them. Um, San Jose, um, they were expected to be cup contenders last year, but they finished with the third worst record in the league. Um, they got, you know, a lot of talent, not really a lot of depth, but I think, you know, an injury and, and, you know, and then they their season to go south really, really quick. Um, their goaltending is a disaster um, in recent years. And um, they've, they've got Devin Dub, dubnik, So we'll see if that helps at all. Um, Minnesota, you know, this team has been, you know, trying to just, you know, been like kind of lukewarm for a while now. All right. Um, I think, you know, goaltending, you know, is, is a problem with the team. The strength of this team is is on the defensive end. And I think that when you talk about a team like the Minnesota Wild, you just have to, you know, again, that's one of those teams where you have to look, you know, toward the future with that team. The Los Angeles Kings, um, the Kings are old. Um, you know, they used to, you know, be a, you know, Stanley Cup, you know, uh, playoff, you know, uh, favorite um, every single year. But now I think that, you know, those days are over. And I think that now they're worried about the future. And that should be the only thing that matters for the Los Angeles Kings right now. All right, in the North Division, man, the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? Another first-round exit. A team that has a lot of uh, players, but they haven't really accomplished anything. Uh, Joe Thornton, uh, Austin Matthews. Not to even speak about, you know, uh, John Tavares, man. I think that, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, this needs to be the year that they can really – you know, show that they uh could be dominant and be a team that everybody talks about, um, as far as the um you know Canadian you know, Canadian hockey is concerned. And they talk about Montreal, Todd, Edmonton, we know the story. You know, Toronto, and they have to get back into, you know, everybody's, you know, get back into everybody's, you know, conversation. And then that. All right. Um the Calgary Flames. Um, they got some pieces up front. They got some pieces on the blue line. Added Jacob Markstrom to go on a goal. Um, this team is a team that can, you know, get hot. It can be cold. Um, so, you know, where they, whatever they do, depends on what they do. You know, if they want to win, they can, you know, challenge for the top spot in the North. Or, you know, um, they can not make the playoffs at all. So, I think that right now, I think that the ceiling for Calgary, as far as points are concerned, could be a, between eighty-five and eighty-eight. Eighty-five and eighty-eight. Edmonton Oilers. Um, they it's another team that has a bunch of stars: Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. You know, uh, um, you know those guys that they have. You know, Colin Turris is, is is nice, and Tyson Barry too. Um, you know, they they're they trying to get a first start, in, you know, with the Oilers, man. But, um, again, this is a team that you know they finished second in the Pacific last year. So, you know, they got the talent to 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 win and to make some things happen. They just have to, you know, get it done as far as the playoffs are concerned. All right. Montreal Canadiens. Um, they had a nice playoff run last year. Okay. They added some, you know, support pieces. Um, I think that, you know, if this team can take a step forward, if uh, Carey Price, you know, um, in terms of being one of the top goaltenders in the league. I mean, Carrie Price is the man, you know, and I think he fell off, you know, recently. But I think if he comes back to being the Cary Price, the Carrie Price that we know, then that would say a lot about what the Montreal Canadiens can do. Um, The Winnipeg Jets, same old story. They got a stack, you know, uh, front line. um, The depth is suspect, defense is shaky. Um, you know, and and their goaltender, one of the best in the league, kind of hell of a Hellebuck, one of the best goalies in the league, keeps Winnipeg in a lot of games. So I think if if they can, you know, you know, do a little bit better as far as you know on the defensive side, and and they get some, you know, uh, some some people on their bench, and I think Winnipeg can, you know, can can make some moves and do some things and be respectable. The uh, Vancouver Canucks. You know, Elias Peterson is a superstar that nobody really talks about. He's probably never even heard of. All right? um, they added Nate, Nate Schmidt. You know, um, Thatcher Demko has got to, you know, prove itself in goal. Um, they got uh, Braden Holby to to back up Demko. And I think that, um, you know, Holby can use a, a change of scenery because the last couple of years with the Washington Capitals, he was garbage. So that that's how that goes with that. I don't want senators. You know, they're a team that nobody really you know checks for. You know what I mean? Um, they're always rebuilding, always rebuilding. I think that um, they have some you know better working net now with Matt Murray in the goal. I think now that you know that'll help them out a little bit. But um, I think that um, we'll find out because you know they gave him a lot of money, and we'll see if if, if he plays up to that contract. All right. This is after further review, man. 2.0, aka the sideline pass. We are in the building, live and direct. Myself and the ubiquitous Bob James is in the building. All right. Um, we hope that y'all are doing what y'all need to do, man, to stay alert and stay aware and all that good stuff, man. And I hope y'all are all right and and doing what y'all do. Um, the New York Mets, they messed around and and got Francisco Lindor. I'm not mad at them. I think that, you know, if, if you're going to go out there and and, and say you're going to do something, you go out there and do it. And the new owner, Steve Cohen, is not playing around, and I'm not mad at that. So I think, you know, the New York Mets now, I think they still have a couple of pieces that they can use to really, really get them over the top. One being, you know, George Springer, if they can get their hands on George Springer, um, the center fielder for the Houston Astros, and then the Mets will be talking about one of the you know, one of the best best players, you know, one of the best teams in the league, you know, period. And they'll be challenging the Atlanta Braves and, you know, um, you know, the Phillies and, and, and those teams like that for the, the top spot in the in the national league east and maybe in, in, in the entire league. You know what I mean? So I think the Mets are gonna have a good team, especially up the middle. So um, you know, let's let's see what happens with that. As far as the Yankees are concerned, I think, um, you know, they're still waiting on D.J. LeMahieu, you know. Um, I think, you know, with they're watching, you know, players come off the board while they're waiting for D.J. LeMahieu, I think that, uh, you know, they have to give him, you know, what he's worth. But, again, at the end of the day, man, you know, five years and $125 million, man, I'm like, wow, yo. Uh, I'm like, come on, yo. I mean, you want to make all this money, and, and, you know, that takes away from the rest of the team. But it is the Yankees that we're talking about. So, you know, we're going to have, you know, a different team, you know, as far as, you know, um, um, attitude-wise next year. Um, you know, we have a lot of needs that we need to address. Um, again, you know, with the pitching, you know, Luis Severino is not expected back until midseason from Tommy John's surgery. All right. Um, Garrett Cole does what he does at the top of the rotation. Severino's back, you know, expected back, like I said, in mid season. Um, then you got Jordan Montgomery, You got Domingo Haman on this the whole season last year, um, doing a domestic violence suspension. Uh then you got, you know, Davy Garcia, then you got Clark Schmidt, you know what I mean? Michael King is down there, you know. So I think um if the Yankees wanna you know consider themselves being a, a team that um He's considered a World Series contender. You got to do way better than that. Way better than that. You know, the Yankees missed out on some players. They missed out on your Darvish. They missed out on, you know, Carlos Carrasco and, and, and Francisco Lindor. You know, you missed out on Lance Lynn. You know, and even all the stuff, you know, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton. You missed out on a lot of stuff waiting for D.J. LeMahieu. So I think that, um, you know what the what what the Yankees need to to worry about now. You know, um, not even the luxury tax because again the Yankees are under the luxury tax. The luxury tax threshold is two hundred ten million dollars. Right? I I think the Yankees are maybe thirty thirty five million under. Um, I think you know again, if they do sign R.J. Lemayle, okay, he's going to eat up you know twenty million of that, thirty five that they have under the cap. So that doesn't leave a lot for pitching, you know. Um, no Trevor Bauer. You know, we might have to end up getting, you know, back with Master Hero Tanaka, you know. So, again, I think that the Yankees, you know, have some, some, some moves that we have to make for pitching. Um, again, we talk about Tanaka, you know, um, Jay Cotarizzi's out there, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe Corey Kluber, you know, or maybe James Paxton, you know, I but I think that was an experiment that didn't work. Um, you know, and when you talk about the infield, you know, Marcus Simeon is out there from Oakland A's. You know, you want defense, you talk about Anderson Simmons, you know, um, or even, you know, get D.D. Gregorius back. You know, if he did I mean, he doesn't want to come back. You know, so again, I think that, um Again, man, you know what the Yankees are going to do with DJ Lemay? It's always something, you know. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the Yankees, it wouldn't be. You know what I mean? So again, we just have to wait and see and figure it out, and um, see what the Yankees are going to do. But I think that they're going to be together. All right, this is after further review two point aka the sideline pass. We're going to take a pause to the cards when we come back. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs, man. Um, wild card, Super Wild card weekend. And we're going to preview the divisional the, playoffs when we come back. This is after further review, 2.0 aka the sideline pass. Let's get it.
0: Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions.
1: James for six years I was a garbage can druggie I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on but here at Teen Challenge I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for
2: good if you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction Teen Challenge is there to help please don't wait call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com
3: During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors
4: and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help, with Feeding America.
3: Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help, or if you can help, please visit
5: feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love.
6: This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together, this is our time. Start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com.
4: Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio. Here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. Autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in the of internet radio, telling you that you can make a difference.
7: I gotta find you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You're the remedy,
0: I'm searching surgeon I define. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
3: Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing and active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah.
2: Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle.
3: Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK.
0: If you love tie dye, you'll love tie dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie dye clothing, such as t shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID 19 pandemic the best tie-dye work at affordable prices you can order your favorite items online at our facebook page at facebook.com tie-dye dreamin or you can call abigail summers and susanna Katen at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the united states born in the pacific northwest tie-dye dreamin is the place for you give us a call and start tie-dye dreamin today
5: Hi, this is John Rios. If you're looking for action packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Hello. Hello. It's crazy. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One
0: Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR
5: Network.
9: Yeah, yeah. Um, we back in the building, man. I'm supposed to review 2.0, a.k.a. The Pass. Once again, it's on. we in the building riding out with you, man. Wednesday night, doing what we do. we in the building on Wednesday nights now. Um, NFL, super wild, weekend. Did you enjoy it? Um, it was good. I mean, again, you know, in the NFL playoffs, the best part of the year, you know, as far as the NFL is concerned. We're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Lamar Jackson, you know, when when he's running amok and doing his numbers, man, um, you know, the the Ravens are tough, you know, tough out. Um, When you can get Lamar Jackson on the road in the playoff game, doing what he does, and you can smother Derrick Henry. You know, and Derrick Henry's coming off a two thousand yard season. Um, again, you know the Baltimore Ravens looking like they're a team that's going to be hard, you know, to deal with in the AFC playoffs. Lamar Jackson ran for one hundred thirty-six yards, and he had a forty-yard touchdown run, um, and he threw for one hundred seventy-nine yards. Okay, Baltimore came back from ten points down to uh, defeat Tennessee on the road. So I think that uh, again, um, you know, when you when you talk about winning tough games like that, and you talk about having championship aspirations, those are the games you win. Um, still, Tennessee had a chance to tie the game. Um, I think with about uh less, less than two minutes to go, Marcus Peters had an interception, um, a, a Ryan Tannehill pass, and you know that was that was the end of that. But I think that the Baltimore Ravens—they, you know, got a, you know, a well-deserved victory. They snapped a string of 21 straight games. Um, you know, lost uh, even in the regular season or the playoffs from trailing by 10 points or more. Um, they're going to play um, the Buffalo Bills in a very big, you know, playoff game. It's going to happen um, up in Buffalo. Um, and again, man, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I think you know, all the Ravens back. We'll see. And if the Ravens are back, then, you know, it's going to be, you know, this AFC playoffs um, just got a whole lot, you know, more interesting, you know, with the Baltimore Ravens being, you know, back to their, you know, their regular selves, you know. Um, and we'll see. You know, um, it's going to be a uh, tough situation for them, you know, going up to play the Buffalo Bills, um, coming off a win over the Indianapolis Colts. Um you know, I, I didn't trust Buffalo going into the season, going into the playoffs, none of that because of, you know, um, what happened last year in the playoff game uh, down in Houston. But I think that the Buffalo Bills, you know, um, you know showed that they can, you know, uh, hold on, you know, and even play, you know, tough in, in a tough situation, you know, in the postseason. Uh, they won their first playoff game in 25 years. Um, Josh Allen, you know, continues to you know um, put up numbers. He was twenty six thirty five for three twenty four, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think that's big. No turnovers from Josh Allen. Um, again, you know, uh, you know, what do you say about the Buffalo Bills? You know, I think that you know all season long they've been you know a team that you know people have been kind of like waiting to see, wait to see, wait to see, wait to see. Now I think that you know the Buffalo Bills are going to have you know uh, a, a game against this Baltimore Ravens team coming up. Um, it's going to be a, a very very you know good game. Um, we'll talk about that as we get closer to the end of the show. But I think that um, you know the Buffalo Bills deserve a you know uh, a win you know a win like this just to kind of like you know put the put the icing on the cake as far as the season is concerned. You know, now they move on. Now they can, you know, do what they do. But this game was not about, not without, you know, its, you know, it's troubles, you know. So I think Buffalo has some things that they need to, to, to get together. Um, you know, the Colts kind of helped them out, you know, um, with, the, with, the, with the penalties and kept shooting themselves in the foot. So I think that when you talk about the, the Buffalo Bills, you talk about them going into a game, Um, against the Baltimore Ravens where, you know, know, who knows what's going to happen with that. But we'll talk about that a little bit as we get towards the end of the show. I just want to kind of revisit the um, Super Wild Card weekend uh, real quick. Okay. Um, The Bears and the Saints. You know, regular, regular, regular. Saints over the Bears. The Bears didn't show up. I I actually picked the Bears to win that game. Um, you know, but I think that, you know, when you have, you know, a, a team like, uh, New Orleans, you know, Brees is going for 265, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara is doing his numbers. And I think that Michael Thomas, you know, him coming back and showing up big was a big help for New Orleans near 21 to nine win over the Chicago Bears, you know, um, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Rams over the Seattle Seahawks. This one was, you know, kind of disappointing to me. I, th- I thought the Seahawks would show up you know, at home you know, in the playoffs, you know, the, C- the Seahawks are usually that team, one of those teams that you could trust during the playoffs, man, and, and I think that, you know, this time, you know, Aaron Donald, uh, Garrett Goff, and the rest of the Los Angeles Rams, um, you know, we got together and did what they had to do, man, and, and, and uh, defeated the the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Um, the Rams defense, you know, did their numbers. You know, um, five sacks. Okay, um, you know, Russell Wilson was 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 under attack from the from the door. Man, that defensive front of Los Angeles and that and that secondary. Man, Jalen Ramsey and those guys. You know, they never let you know DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett really break loose. So I think the Rams' defense stepped up. Uh, you know, Daniel Ramsey's having an all-pro season this year. Um, you know, other guys on that defense, Jordan Fuller, Leonard Floyd, they stepped up. And um, I think, you know, what, what this what this victory does is puts the battery in the Rams' back. Now they go into Green Bay and uh, do what they have to do against the Packers. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But I think that, um you know, when you combine, you know, a upstart Los Angeles Rams team, and then you have Russell Wilson having one of his worst playoff performances of his career, 11 to 27, 474 yards, um, it's hard to win when you never play with the lead. It's hard to win when you're 2 or 14 on third down, you know. Um, playing, you know, in your home stadium without the home crowd, I mean, I hear you, you know. And then, you know, Seattle saw their 10-game home, playoff win streak snap. Last time he lost in the playoffs at home was in January of two thousand five to the St. Louis Rams. All right. So again, man, I just think that, you know, that was a you know, a victory that um the Rams, you know, deserved. And they went up there to Seattle when they got it. You know, Jared Goff was only nine and nineteen for one hundred and fifty five yards, but it was good enough to win. Uh Cam Akers you know, um, did his numbers. Um, I think he finished with about 164 yards rushing, or maybe a little bit less than that, but I think he did his numbers. But, um, again, you know, very, very good game. The Rams going into Green Bay, and they're going to see the Packers, and and we'll see what happens with that. Um, Browns and the Steelers. The Browns and the Steelers. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they were eleven and zero. they finished twelve and four. That should have told you all you needed to know right there. Um, the Cleveland Browns, um, I think that, you know, dealing with what they had to deal with this year, um, you know, the team dealt you know, the COVID nineteen and you know, everybody got jokes about the Cleveland Browns and you know, hopefully that, you know, this, this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, their first, you know, postseason victory, you know, you know more than 25 years. Um, they're on their way to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Um, I think that, you know, the Cleveland Browns, I think that this this victory right here was a culmination of everything, you know, for this season for them. You know, um, they were, you know, the 28th and nothing first quarter lead, notwithstanding. I think that um, you know what the Cleveland Browns did was you know a um, stepping stone to bigger and better things. You know, so what you have the Cleveland Browns, you know, just played at, you know well at all cylinders, man. Uh, you know, even with the head coach at home dealing with the you know his you know pandemic you know situation, and the uh, Cleveland Browns still came up and put forty eight points on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. You know, the Steelers, you know, a team that led the NFL with sacks, but they failed to get one sack on Baker Mayfield. All right, Cleveland had 48 points. That's the most they ever gave up in the playoffs. I remember Pittsburgh gave up 45 points at Jacksonville back in 2017. So, again, um, Pittsburgh had a situation from, you know, from the first play of the game. All right, they had one of those, you know, uh, uh, Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl flashbacks. Marquise Pouncey, he snapped the ball and went right past Ben Roethlisberger into the end zone. And, and, and 10 seconds into the game, Cleveland's winning 7 nothing. So there you go. So I think that before you, you know, got your guacamole and your, and your dip together, it was 28 to nothing in the first quarter. So I think that um, the Cleveland Browns, you know, all they you – know, they exercised their demons and um, they won a big playoff game in Pittsburgh. And um, again, at the end of the day, um, they did what they needed to do to, to 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 pull off a victory and win. And now it's on to Kansas City. All right, now we're gonna get into a thing: Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington Football Team. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, proud of my team. Um, playoff win, you know. Um, What else is there to say about you know a team that you know um, basically has Super Bowl aspirations, but we gotta take it one game at a time. Uh, Tom Brady was good, three hundred eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think that you know what we you know did in the in the red zone, uh, did did some improvement, but I think that. which you you know you get that first one in the belt that just gives you the momentum to go on to the next one. Uh, Brady was twenty-two out of forty, and I think that um you know he played well enough to you know he spread the ball around, you know uh you know Rob Gronkowski you know he didn't have any catches he was targeted one time but that's okay you know um I think that you know when you have Mike Evans for, you know six catches six catches for one nineteen you got, you know, uh, Godwin 5 for 79, and you throw in a Cameron Brait at the tiny possession uh, for four catches for 80 yards, and Fournette decides to catch the ball out the backfield. He's got four catches. So I think when you spread the ball around a little bit, I think that, um, you know, it, it improves your chances to, to do some things. Um, not to take anything away from Taylor Heineke, who played very, very well for the Washington football team. You know, his second pro start, first ever in the playoffs. Um, again, he, that forty-six yard touchdown, uh, and 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 he he just he just did his did his thing. He did his thing. He scrambled around. He, he, he made some noise. He kept the, you know he kept Washington in the game. Um, Antonio Brown, thirty-six yard touchdown. You know, so I think that when you talk about Tampa Bay. We got some things to do before we get ready to go play New Orleans for the third time this season, and I think that um we can we can you know we can definitely um make some make some things happen and and hopefully we'll you know um, do um the same thing that we did against Washington play some decent football but again understanding that you know we're playing a better team in the New Orleans Saints we're playing on the road again. So, um, again, you know, we've, we've been there already. Um, we started out the season in, you know, in New Orleans, you know what I mean, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, get this victory. Um, but I, I like what we did, okay? Um, we didn't really um, play our A game, but, again, we played well enough to beat a Washington football team. We really didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs in the first place, all right? Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of why we're here. NFL divisional playoff weekend. Um let's set it off. Okay, I'm gonna set it off, right? The first game on Saturday, the NFL playoffs. Saturday, the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers. I think Green Bay is going to um, introduce the Rams to reality. Green Bay is going to beat the Rams. It's going to be a decent game, but I think Green, Green Bay is going to run away with it. Green Bay thirty-one, the Rams twenty-one. All right, there'll be thirty-one fourteen, and the Rams will score late. Thirty-one twenty-one, Green Bay over the Rams. The primetime game on Saturday night, the Baltimore Ravens go into Buffalo. This is going to be one of the games, game of the year. Baltimore Buffalo is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I think Josh Allen is going to throw a, a crucial interception, but I think that the Buffalo defense is going to make a big play late in the game. And I think Buffalo is going to have a chance to win the game. They're going to miss a field goal. Baltimore is going to come back down the field. Lamar Jackson is going to run. He's going to fumble. Buffalo is going to, uh, going to recover the fumble, kick a field goal, and go on to the AFC championship game. Buffalo Bills, 34. Baltimore Ravens, 31. All right, So we got Green Bay winning against the Rams, and we got the Buffalo Bills winning against Baltimore. Sunday, got the Cleveland Browns going into Kansas City. This game at Arrowhead Stadium, I don't think that this game at Arrowhead Stadium is going to be anything like the last two playoff games at Arrowhead Stadium, when the Chiefs got behind big, and they had to come back and win, and they came back and made it look easy. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the brakes off the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to realize that um, they still have some work to do. I think Kansas City may score 40 points on Cleveland. Um, It's going to be bad. Kansas City 40, Cleveland 17. It's going to be bad. All right, so the AFC Championship game is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we got Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Tampa Bay started out the season in New Orleans, didn't play well, lost. It's okay. We're going to get them back. We got them on national TV, and New Orleans beat us thirty-eight to three. Now in the playoffs, now that adage, you don't beat a team three times in the season. Blah, 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 blah. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to find a way to win this game. I think Tom Brady is going to, is going to outplay Drew Brees. I think it's going to be about, you know, Tampa Bay finding a way to to, to not keep Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas in check. Keep them in front of them. If you can keep Michael Thomas in front of you, Keep Alvin Kamara in front of you, you'll be okay. I think that um, you know Leonard Fournette is going to be big in this game. Ronald Jones is going to be big if he plays. I think he's got a situation with his finger. Um, if he plays, he's going to be big. Um, definitely. Um, the Tampa Bay defense has to has to step up, and I think that um, Tampa Bay is going to be is going to win this game. And I think Tampa Bay is going to win twenty seven. 20 over the New Orleans Saints. All right? So we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills and the AFC Championship, and we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship. And if uh, the ubiquitous Bob James is around, I'd like to get his thoughts on uh, this weekend's playoff
4: games.
8: I'm going to agree with you here on... Uh you on you know on, on a lot of this too. I you know, the Saints I don't know how much more Drew Brees has left of them but at the same time we're talking about Tom Brady, you know, I talked about I talked last year about guys getting old fast and uh and you know, I'm not I'm not going to go over it again, you know, cuz some people want to say, well, look at the ones that made the playoffs and whatnot. all four of them did. You know, but all four of them were pretty well worn out. Drew Brees you can tell he's wearing out. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, probably the one guy with the fire out of the four that still has something left. You know, I mean, you know, and um, you know, of course, and we saw, we saw both Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers lose, and and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Yo, know, I mean yo know, yo know, I mean, you know, it's time for you to retire, but I know we're getting off to the games. I didn't mean to go off into the sunset there. I will be doing NFL uh I'll be doing one final NFL rap show to talk about these games and to talk about uh, you know, some upcoming situations there. But I'm gonna agree with you as far as this one goes. I think this is where the Titans Zach, or the Titans, I'm sorry, the uh Tampa actually takes this one. You know, I'm gonna say you know that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that uh, you know, you know that uh, I I don't I don't think it'll be a high scoring game, but I think it will be a close game there. Um, you know, I I don't think it's gonna be any contest for the uh, you know for for the Chiefs in their contest. So I'm not gonna really jump too much into that. But I will say this: the Bills, the Bills, and the um, Raven. Ravens, yeah, Bills and the Ravens, probably going to be the game of the week.
3: Mm. For, for okay, some, for okay. something that,
8: is, that is divisional games. I think it's probably going to mm-hmm. be the game of the week because it'll be a close game, and the difference between that close game and the others is, I think this close game will be more of a high-scoring game. So, mm. I know, okay. and I am, I'm, I'm basically picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. So, so I mean, you know, I'm not really. You're really going to uh, really jump down that one. The Bills have proven that they're for real for a long time, and uh, this is this to me is a more interesting Bills team to look out for than even the Jim Kelly years. I'm not not gonna, oh, yeah? I'm not knocking the Jim Kelly years with the Bills at all. You know, and um, you know, I mean, you know, Jim Kelly. Everyone loved the no huddle offense that he would do, but. Yeah, you know, I kind I kind of like where this is going with uh, Josh Allen. I really do. And uh, and you know, I can't wait to see more of this and um, like I said like I said this Bills team could very well be Super Bowl champions. It's going to be a question of who they're going to have to face in the NFC Championship should after they win this game. Yes, I'm claiming yeah. them the winners. So, that's where I'll go there um final game uh the early game on Saturday uh that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me
9: i I'm, I'm heard they may have they may have some leather in Green Bay
8: yeah so. Green Bay yeah that 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 could easily play a role. You know, I'm yeah. not too I know Aaron Rodgers would really, really love to get this one. But Aaron Rodgers needs to come up big here because if he doesn't come up big, it's not gonna matter who wins between the the Saints and the uh with the Saints and the Buccaneers. So mm-hmm. we just gotta look at that and that's what I'll say there.
9: Mm-hmm. All right. Well so that's what's up with that, so yeah, man. So I, I I I like Buffalo and I like Kansas City. Um, I like Green Bay and I like Tampa Bay. So I think that um, again, um, like I said, uh, I told I I talked to uh, Bob off, off off the air, and I told him I said, um, yeah, this is this is going to be our Super Bowl right here for the Buccaneers. And the reason why I say that is because you know this is going to be our third time playing New Orleans. They beat us twice. Um. And I think again, you know, I'm of the mind that, you know, I don't care who comes out of the AFC. I don't care who comes out of the AFC. You know what I mean? Um, get get me to the Super Bowl. Get me to the Super Bowl. And if we can beat New Orleans on Sunday night, we go to the Super Bowl. Period. You heard it here, right here. If the Buccaneers beat New Orleans. If we can do a show 10 o'clock Sunday night and we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the NFC Championship game, the Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. Period. Because I'm not worried about the Rams or Green Bay. We beat Green Bay already. The Rams beat us. Okay, we'll get them back. We'll get the Rams. So, again, that that's, that's, that you know, that's where I'm hyped and charged about as far as Tampa Bay is concerned. Um, you know, we 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 played them, you know, twice already. You know, again, you know, Bob mentioned it. You know, Drew Brees, and um, I'm kind of more worried about you know him being able to get the ball to spread the ball around to to Michael Thomas to Camara to you know to take, take you know Taysom If We can keep him in check, you know, and uh, again you know, uh, Brady's going to be able to connect with Mike Evans and Godwin and those guys are understanding New Orleans secondary, you know, the Marshawn Lattimore's of the world. Those guys, you know, they're going to be up to the task. So, again, um, every every play is going to be crucial. Stay out of third and long. Um, Be able to run the ball. If we can run the ball efficiently and effectively, then I think that opens up some passing, you know what I mean? Um, You know, and I think that um, if we can get off to a fast start, you know, and, and, and I think that will help us. If, if, if we're behind early, I think that, um, you know, again, you know, I've, I've said it the last three or four years with the Buccaneers. Um, we could be down 21 nothing in the first quarter. You, you know, you go back to the game in the fourth quarter. It's a tight game. You wonder how it happened. It's always like that with the Buccaneers. I'm expecting a real good game, a close game on Sunday night, but I think that the Buccaneers are going to come out ahead. We're going to win this game. We're going to go to the NFC championship. Um, And we're going to win the NFC championship, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And that's basically that. Um, We're going to get out of here tonight, man. Salute to everybody out there, man, who um, checks us out. We have the new banner coming. We'll probably have it up sometime this week, definitely by the weekend. All right. Um, And that's that, man. Thank my man. Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. the Ubiquitous Bob James. Make sure you check out Bob and his NFL rap show. Make sure you check out everything that goes down on the Action VR Network, man. We are in the building. We do it. We do it. We do it. We do it for you, all right? After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, okay? 954 246 is the math, all right? Get at me on Twitter at rmdesk. All right, make sure you check me out. Check out the crew after further review. Two point AKA the Silar Pass on Facebook. We in the building. All right. That's about it. I'm gonna get back to this. You get back to what you do. Stay safe. Wash your hands and all that good stuff, man. And I'll holla.
3: Peace.